welcome everybody to It's a Good Flick. It's that podcast where they make Tatum watch uh, movies and we talk about them. Um, so I like the way that we accidentally had to do it last week, um, where where we just we just watch the movie and then we do the whole thing instead of doing it in the middle. Um, mostly because. Tatum's in school and it takes up a lot of her time. <laughs> it does. I can second that. Uh, for her to do like you know, it's like it's like five hours all at once, or even split up over two days, which is a lot. So this is this is easier. So we're just gonna talk about our movie, which is. You want to tell him again, Tim? Nope. You can. It's like. <laughs> oh no! I remember now. I remember now. Yes, I can do it. <laughs> Our movie this week was um, The Fifth Element. The Fifth Element, which was from 1997, rated uh, PG-13, which is weird because there were a lot of boobs for PG-13. Um, and it was over two hours, 126 minutes. Did it feel like it was a long movie? Yes. Really? It did. I watched I watched it because I watched it and then I had to go somewhere and then I came back and watched it. Um, and I was like, I was over an hour in and I didn't feel like, I, I felt like I was like half an hour, 45 minutes in, but whatever. I also knew how much stuff is in the movie. And there's a lot. There's a lot that happens. Yeah. Um, Fifth Element was starring Bruce Willis, Mila Jovovich, uh, Gary Oldman, Ian Holm, Chris Tucker, uh, Luke Perry has the sixth billing in this of like a lot of people. He's in it for what, like five minutes? They probably just did it. Oh no! <laughs> I need to feed my fish. Feed the what fish. are you eating up there? What even? There's not even any food in his tank. What is he eating? eating what is that? Air? Bubbles? He's trying to get bubbles. <laughs> fish aren't toast. always smart toast, toast. Um, on, some other people in this are there's a lot of people in this movie uh, Byron James um, he mostly plays like bad guys in like cheesy horror movies uh, and then uh, Tommy Tiny Lester who people might know from the Sublime video for, uh, I think it's Santeria. He's a funny guy. He was the president. <laughs> was I supposed to laugh at that? I you like looked at me as if I should have done something. No, I was, I was looking at you to see if you were feeding the fish. Oh well, I I should, fish. but I'd have to take out my um my earbuds because I have to I have to scoot over. That's fine. We can we can cut it out. It's cool. Okay. Excuse me, going to feed my fish. Um, if there's buzzing, I apologize for the buzzing. The fish have been fed. Garbage has been examined and thrown away. <laughs> there was something blue on it, and I didn't know why there was something blue on it. But it was just my oil pastels. It's just the oil pastels. And now we're moving on. Oh, pause. Uh-oh. Can confirm that it was bubbles that he was trying to eat. Good job, Toast. Silly you're, fish. You're a smart, smart person. I don't know if Toast is uh, is Toast a man or a woman. 
Toast is a he's a boy. He's, Toast is a boy. He's a young. He's a young man. Toast identifies as male. Well, uh, that's what they told us <laughs> at PetSmart. <laughs> How are they gonna know? It's a fish. You can't tell. I thought that hit fish didn't have. I thought that fish <laughs> yes, literally fish. could like switch genders anytime they want. I'm or is that sure chickens? that some chickens no, that's can not kind chickens. Of, chickens that's can not. kind of. If there's no rooster, sometimes a chicken can become rooster-ish, but it right. can't. I don't think it can fertilize the eggs, but it takes on the rooster rule. But I think that fish can. I think that fish are like hermaphroditic or something. Some of them probably are, but not usually. Well, maybe Toast is special. I mean, he has two moms. Maybe he's just curious. Yeah. Anyway. He's just curious. He's just open to the possibilities, is what he is. Yeah. Get on your fish. Gender is a construct. Oh. Oh my. This is a big, this is a big long movie. Um. Can I ask a question to start it off? Yeah. Go for it. So how many movies are we going to watch where it opens and it's like, a long time ago in Egypt, and they find something crazy there, and then fast forwards a long, long time to people just then like starting to figure it out. Like, wh- how many movies are we gonna watch where um, it starts like that? So I'm looking, and I, I really, I really can't think of another one that's gonna do that. But I'm looking. Um, yeah, probably not anymore. Just because just cause two of them came up in the first ten. I feel like it's been more than two. I don't know why. I mean, I that one kind of takes like place in so Egypt. Many. Yeah, it's not going to be. It's not going to be anymore, really. It was just a coincidence. That's what happens when you use random number generator to sort everything. Uh, yeah, so like she said, we start in Egypt. And it's, it's not ancient Egypt, but it's Egypt uh, 1914. 1914 sounds right. Um, and that's where Luke Perry is. It said 300 years ago. No, it was 300 years later because the movie is set in the future. So it's oh, 300 right. years oh, right. from 1914. That's, that is correct. Which is only like a hundred or 200 years from now. So, um, yeah. And they're like, they're like in this, in this tomb, uh, what's the other word? Temple thing. It's like a temple. Uh, and it's it's like telling telling a story of all the elements and ultimate evil and stuff like that. Um, and the aliens come, and and they they just they Spencer. Just it's not two hundred years ago. No, the movie Nin- is set two hundred years from now. No, you said nineteen fourteen, which is two hundred years ago. No, that's a hundred years ago. You said two hundred. I swear. I th- no I I said that it was two hundred years from now unless I said ago when I thought I said from now. Guess what? We're recording this. I can go back and listen. Did you see me trying to do some hardcore mental math, <laughs> trying to figure out why you thought nineteen fourteen was two hundred years ago? That's. That's the problem with <laughs> when your parents make a mistake, right? Because they're supposed to know. So if they said something that you don't understand, <laughs> then they must be right, and you must just be the one who doesn't get it. <laughs> well, I was so confused. I was like, I was like, what is two thousand twenty minus one hundred, and it's nineteen twenty? 
And that's just a hundred. So can it's not like you rounded it up because it was yeah. four, two thousand or nineteen fourteen instead of nineteen twenty. So you're like, oh, it's just another hundred years. I do. I think I saw somewhere that somebody had a calendar in the movie, and I think I think it was Bruce Willis. He had, he had a uh, Corbin Dallas. Uh, he had a calendar like by his bed, and I think it said that it was. Um, I think it said that it was twenty two twenty, which means that it is exactly two hundred years from now. Crazy, right? I might be wrong. I might have read it wrong. I don't know. <sighs> it reminded anyway, me a lot of Futurama. All the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, I feel like I feel like Futurama took a couple of things from this, because um, I mean they pulled they pulled inspiration from everywhere, so. So anyway, we jump to the future, and there's a there's a there's a big, bad, evil planet just sitting there. Can I oh. eat some crackers? Um, Is that going to be too loud, or can you make it so that it? It's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay. I'm eating breakfast. It's almost three o'clock, Tatum. I just woke up. <laughs> Try to eat them quietly. I'll wait for you. Okay, to just give me a second to open it. Okay, because and then it can be loud. This is this is good foley work. Nice. <laughs> Swinging the mic away doesn't help. Um, because it's listening to the whole room. Thanks. One of the one of the guys one of the guys says that the planet is in some spots it's like a million degrees and in other spots it's negative five thousand degrees. And a million degrees a million degrees is definitely possible. What the hell is that? Is that salsa? Peanut butter. Oh okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, a million degrees is definitely possible, but there is no there is no um, scale that goes down to negative five thousand degrees. That's that's below absolute zero, which just can't happen. Fact check your statements, you guys. We need that lady that's on Zach Shepard's podcast. Yeah, what's her name? Can't remember. It starts with an M, right? Sure. Is it like Miranda or something? She doesn't look like a Miranda. Anyway, I can fact check things. I know how to Google. And I just know a whole bunch of crap. Um, so, because this was, was it 1997? So it was probably like made in like 96. Um, I love, I love how when they have movies that are set in the future, that all the technology, when you, when you watch them just a couple of years later, is completely outdated. Like all the TV screens are old square tv screen so you can see the lines on and he still has a he has a phone that is like a landline like it's a cordless phone but it's definitely a phone that is in his apartment and nobody has that right nobody has that now do you know anyone with a landline no no only businesses i think have landlines anymore or old people um the very common trope of uh there's intergalactic 
trade and all these other alien races, but Earth is the important place, right? It's always got to be Earth. The uh, the ultimate evil is going to attack Earth, and that's that's the and these other these other aliens actually care that that happens. That's weird. Um. So anyway, yeah, the uh, the fifth element, like right in the beginning, they they say that you know it has the four elements: earth, air, fire, water, just like just like Avatar. Um. And then the fifth element is you know is a person. They say that right in the beginning. Uh, and the the ship that they're on crashes, and they bring back just their hand, and then are able to like clone them from that. Um. So they do like a complete DNA analysis of this hand, and they can figure out that they're a perfect person, but they can't figure out that it is a female. They keep calling it him. I guess that it would be a girl. Yeah? Ask me how. How did you guess? Well, use my powers of listening. (laughs) And (laughs) I noticed that... um, Oh, there's a cracker in my mouth. I had noticed that the main guy was talking about how we lost the perfect girl, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're saying perfect, like, you know, perfect being. I was like, mm-hmm. they're going to they're gonna make this a girl so that he can find his perfect girl. And that's how I did very, it. Very, very good. Listen to those context clues. Um, yeah, so they make Mila Jovovich, who is apparently the perfect being, um, and she speaks, uh, she speaks what they call the divine language, and, uh, the director, who's also the writer, uh, Luc Besson, he, he made that up, and, uh, Mila, um, like tweaked it a little when she came on and they they took some time to uh to actually like both of them learn it and they would write notes to each other and have conversations in it <laughs> sorry my roommate came back in from a shower oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> screen just went dark so um it has my name in it. <laughs> for some reason it has my middle name too and i didn't do that it just came did up i fix it. mine does it show up? No, it just oh. says Mary. I fixed it on my side. Anyway. Uh, oh yeah, she's uh, the the language uh, that uh, so they 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 learn to speak it uh, as much as it actually exists in the in the show or in the movie. There's only like four hundred words or something, but they they could actually hold conversations and Mila Jovovich. Uh, already spoke four other languages, so it was pretty easy for her to pick it up. Um, so no one understands her, and she like she like escapes from the the cloning facility, um, and the cops are after her. <laughs> they they say to her, "There's nowhere else to go." Yeah, you know, she's like out on the ledge of a building, and they're like, "There's nowhere else to go." Uh, you need to come in here, and she just kind of calmly turns around and walks off. Lulu, Lulu, like literally says, I guess figuratively says, "fuck 12 and... <laughs> Wow. 
the cops in this are like are like they're definitely caricatures of cops but they're so they're so just like like a comedic version of what um how people view the cops now anyway uh and then she jumps and she lands in corbin's uh taxi because he's a cab driver and uh ex-military guy um yeah so she's like she's like please help me and he he helps her because he's looking for his perfect girl i guess and she's very pretty i don't know uh some of the cops are at uh mcdonald's and this whole world is like if if the bikini barista concept just spread to everything so anybody who's in the service industry is a beautiful woman who is scantily clad does it do people do they have bikini baristas not in washington do they have them in other places um i have no idea shall we do they have bikini baristas in indiana <laughs> Somebody no. says no. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I haven't seen any here. I think it's. So. I think that's like a Washington. Yeah. All okay. Right. We've concluded that it's so. Is Washington it like a thing thing. that people outside of Washington know about Washington? I assume so because she knew what All I was right. talking about when I said. Oh, she seen it on TikTok. Oh, okay. Good. That's great. <laughs> TikTok teaching the world. Mm. It's like yeah. geography class, but yeah. <laughs> not. Uh, somebody says something about finding finding their number in in the phone book, and that's just another it's another thing that that you would put in there because we had phone books in ninety seven, and nobody has a phone book anymore. I haven't uh, I haven't seen a phone book in years. Yeah. Me either. We used to get them. At our old house, and then we would use them for like booster seats when we yeah. didn't, when we forgot yeah. them. Yeah, they used to they used to just deliver it to your house as long as you had a, a phone line. The phone company would give you one, um, updated every year. But yeah, nobody nobody has nobody has landlines anymore, so you don't get phone books anymore. Maybe businesses get them. <laughs> I saw some guy who uh, he did he did for like the um, what's that show where people just do their talents on tv like x factor or something he ripped he ripped a phone book in half it was part of an act it wasn't the whole act um and then like recently he 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 was gonna teach people how to do it on youtube and he got a phone book and it was only like an inch thick <laughs> he's <laughs> like this thing is i mean anybody could rip this but he's like but the concept's the same so he did it anyway um hmm. sometimes i write notes and i have no idea what they're about so we're going to skip that one. Um, so the whole thing is they have to get they have to get the stones that the aliens originally took off the pl- off of Earth because Earth wasn't safe because World War Two was about to happen. World War One, one of those. World War One was about to happen, and they knew that because um, they're aliens and they're smarter than us. Uh, so they have to get all these things back to Earth so that they can stop this evil planet. Um, so the stones are on a hotel on another planet and, uh, the military gets Corbin over there, um, by having him win a contest and he, uh, he has to take somebody with him. And so (laughs) they, uh, they have, they have four different people 
at at one point because there's there's a bunch of different people trying to get these stones um and so they have four different people that are pretending or trying to be corbin dallas as they as they get on the plane uh only actual corbin and lilu get on the plane uh and then the the priest ian holm um good old bilbo baggins he gets on the plane also uh he sneaks in um where are we by this point i think the the bad guy had showed up yeah gary oldman he we'd seen him already yeah yeah um gary oldman did this movie as a he did it without even reading the script uh just because he's friends with uh luke besson and um he had done he had financed one of gary oldman's movies and he was just repaying the the favor and somebody asked him one time uh how he felt about it and he said i can't stand that movie uh (laughs) he's like i was just doing it as a as a uh to repay my my friend um he did find in it though he's an evil guy uh and then then we meet fucking chris tucker who plays ruby rod were you annoyed by by ruby rod no he's my favorite he's not your favorite no yes he was (laughs) i'm not even being sarcastic he was my favorite i absolutely i i do not like chris tucker but I do think that there is no one that could have played this role better than Chris Tucker. He he did it exactly as I think he should have, which is to just be Chris Tucker in the movie. Um, See, this is just the opposite of the last one, because I hated that one guy, and he was, you were like, oh, it's my well, favorite he's, movie, he's the best. Yeah, and this is his best, best work. I mean, this might be Chris Tucker's best work, because he just, he, he had a role that was just be annoying. I just didn't like I just don't I just I just don't like his voice. It irritates me. Um they did originally write the role for Prince though. Uh and they they asked him to do it but he didn't want to do it cuz Prince is very shy. He doesn't do He doesn't do movies usually. Well, he doesn't do movies at all anymore, but um okay. <laughs> being being dead stops you from doing stuff. Uh That's a really good observation. Thank you for that. <laughs> But he didn't want to do it when they did it, and actually, after after watch after reading that and watching it again, I'm like, okay, yeah, I see, I see how it is. Just it's very Prince. Stop laughing. It's not that funny. Sorry. <laughs> he said. He said, stop laughing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry. You can continue. You know what we should do, Tatum. Because we're about what? halfway through. What? We should do our. We should do our. The game uh, thing. Do you want to do a game? I didn't make Fuck. a game, but I have one in mind that we could do just because. Okay, what? <laughs> um, so, on my brother, my brother and me, they That's accidentally great. created. They accidentally created a game. Okay. Called uh, <laughs> called Buffett or Chesney. Okay. Where I just read, I just read, um, I just read a song title, and you have to guess whether or not it is a song by Jimmy Buffett or Kenny Chesney. So it's like a yes or no question, or do I have to like pick one of them? Well, it's a it's a Buffett or Chesney question. Okay, so I have to answer with either Buffett or Chesney. Yeah. Got it. Got it. 
Sorry, I'm playing Ball Blast right now. Oh, good. That's a good game to play, too. It's the one that I was playing on the airplane on the way here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How do you spell Chesney? Chesney. I got a new record, Spencer. It's over a million. Great. All right, are you ready? Sure. All right. This has nothing to do with the fifth element or anybody in it, but it is it is great. Okay. Do you even know who Jimmy Buffett or Kenny Chesney are? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I the first. Ask me if I know who Jimmy Buffett is. <laughs> what do I look like to you? <laughs> I know. Shelby just said I play Jimmy Buffett all the time. <laughs> oh, maybe she would know. All right. The song is <clears throat> "He Went to Paris." Is that he Jimmy went Buffett? To Paris. Yeah, Jimmy Chesney. Buffett or Kenny Chesney? No, that's Jimmy Buffett. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it is. How? Because that's, that's what it is. I don't know. That doesn't sound like him. That's It's right there. It's from the album A White Sport Coat and Pink Crustacean from 1973. Yes, sir. It sure is. All right. Little Miss Magic. I don't know. Come I just on. <laughs> These games are the worst. <laughs> I can't. Games are the best. I'm so stupid when we play them. Okay, what was it again? What was the song? Uh, Little Miss Magic. Little Miss Magic. Yeah. I'm going to go with... Oh my gosh, I don't even know. It's like a 50-50 answer and I'm like stressed about it. That's the point of the game. They all are. Um. Unless you have memorized one of these people's discography. I know I know There's... one song by heart from Jimmy Buffett. So if okay. you ask me for that song, I'm going to know it. I'm not going to do that one because it's probably... It's probably... um. Oh, I can't think of what it might be. Whoops. We'll see, Spencer. We will see. Anyway, I found I'm going to go with Chesney. No, that was Jimmy Buffett, too. No, I had like an... That was my first guess, and then I was like, that's going to be too obvious because he just picked that one. Okay. Guess not. When the sun goes down. Um, now I don't know what kind of game you're playing. <laughs> I don't know what mind tricks you're using. I'm so confused. <laughs> Oh well. <clears throat> I'm just gonna guess Chesney till it's not. That was that was that was Kenny Chesney. All right. I picked one that was like yeah, yeah uh, that I kind of thought sounded like a Jimmy Buffett song. All right, this well, one's easy. This one's easy. Can't fool me. Son of a son of a sailor. Son of a son of a sailor. Yes. Why did you say that one is easy? Because it's easy. Shelby Come on. That one. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. Or, what is it, Kenny? Did Kenny, you say Kenny? Kenny Chesney. <laughs> Shut up, Spencer. She's from fucking Indiana. Of course she would know that. <laughs> I'm going to go with Jimmy Buffett. That's my final answer. That's a, that's a Jimmy Buffett song. Am I right? Yeah. yeah! <laughs> I'm phoning a friend now. That's my... Good. <laughs> All right, how, we'll do one more. We'll do one more. How about Pirate Flag? Pirate Flag. Mm-hmm. Chesney. That is Kenny Chesney. <laughs> uh, and that, that is the amazing game, Buffett or Chesney. You guys should play at home. <laughs> that game was the worst, Spencer. I hate these games that you picked it's... for me. I don't know anything. Nobody, well... If you're a Jimmy Buffett fan or a Kenny Chesney fan, Shelby or a both, knew. Or a both fan, then you might know all of those. 
but Shall they really do? they really <laughs> the names of their songs are just so similar that they could be written by either of them okay back to the back to the movie back to the movie I don't even remember um, where we were. They're going. They're going to the hotel, and it's a really nice hotel. This is like swanky stuff. Um, and then so uh, they're going to an opera being sung by the lady who has all of the stones. Uh, her name is Plava the Laguna. Diva. The diva, yes, uh, Plava Laguna, which means Blue Lagoon. Which is a movie that Mila Jovovich was in. She was in Return to Blue, the Blue Lagoon, um, and she's singing an uh, a piece from a real opera. Uh, she's not actually singing it. They had a different, they had a different recording, and then the actress lips sang over it. Lip synced. Well, she was pretty good because I she, I was convinced. She did very good. Yes. Uh, she's practiced she for like a month well, straight. She did very well, Spencer. She did very well. She did it very well. Uh, that opera is called, uh, it's a hard name, hold on, Lucia di Lemamore, and, uh, that's the aria from Act 3, Scene 2, which is just good information. Uh, it's considered to be very difficult to do, and then the second part, which was all, like, synthy, um, was written by the, the guy who did all the music for the, for the film, uh, and he wrote it specifically so that no human could sing it. Because she's an alien, so that's why it would be crazy for her to do it. But there have been a bunch of people that have tried, and they have. Uh, you can look it up on YouTube. Uh, and there's a lady called Laura Workman who is on YouTube under Disney Diva Seven, and she actually does it like almost, almost perfectly. She only she changes a couple of the notes so that they're easier to hit, but other than that, she just does it. Wow. Yeah. That's exciting. It is. It's supposed to be impossible. And if you look at like the sheet music, it's got these jumps from from one note to the next note that's like two octaves away. Wow. I could probably do it. You can't do it. Well, you don't know that. <laughs> you, you're not a professionally trained opera singer. You don't know that. Yeah, you can't. You can't do it. Um, also, some of the there's there's a part where there's a bunch of the notes that are just really fast, and that's the that's the hard part that people can't do. Um, but that's like it's it's just a little bit too fast for human voices to to really um, do in the way that it's written because it's it's not like it's not like um, it's not like where you go from one from one note and then slide up into another note. It's like hit this note, then hit this note, then hit this note, and they're really fast and really far apart. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so the the stones that they need to get there inside the diva. Which leads me to question, how were they going to get them out if she hadn't been killed? So you know the episode of Rick and Morty? I know every where... episode of Rick and Morty. <laughs> what? I know every episode of Rick and Morty. It's like the interdimensional cable one, where they mm-hmm. have like the the guy that's like the mix between um, tricks and Lucky Charms, you know? And then the kids come and they like try to get it out of his stomach so they like cut his like they, you know what I'm talking about that's how they sure. do it they're just gonna cut her open yeah and then I, take him out I have always thought that she was like she like had them in like cause she's an alien and she's like super tall that she had like this extra 
stomach or something that they were in and she was just gonna like regurgitate them or something Ew. somehow that's what i thought the plan the plan that's was. gross um also so corbin pulls these these big stones out of her stomach and they're covered in blue blood and he just like wraps them up in his coat um but then the next time we see them they're perfectly clean how did all that well it was a magic coat I guess because they couldn't have washed them because if they had washed the water one it would have tried to open right well <laughs> it's 2220 Spencer they can do whatever they want mm, it's a movie okay um, <laughs> are you eating more crackers it's warm okay uh Ruby Rod is actually a very good journalist, and while every while everything is blowing up around him, he's still he's still on the air reporting what's going on. He's uh, an extremely annoying person, but he's good at his job apparently. Um, and then there's a few bombs, one of which is stopped five seconds before it goes off, and the other one is started five seconds before it goes off, and of the, course uh, the hotel blows up. But everybody gets off. That's important. Um, we're almost at the end. And so, but my, my best line is here at the end. Do you have a best line from this? Oh, no, I didn't write it down. I thought I was going to be able to remember it. Good job. And I didn't. Um, There's something was... closer to the beginning, though. I know that. Was it Aziz Lights? No. Oh, uh, that's a funny one. Uh, it might have been something, so sorry to interrupt you. It might have no, been something fine. from like his conversation with his mom. Oh, uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Those are always great. Um, so this is they're they're they call him and they're like the the planet has begun to move towards Earth now, and and he's like uh, how long how long until it you know until it impacts and they say an hour and fifty seven minutes and he says I guess I'll call you back in two hours. <laughs> that was your if he hadn't, line. yeah, because if he hadn't, it means they'd all be dead. So he's like, gonna do it or he's gonna be dead. It's, no big no big deal to him um lilu has been learning english and she says that she's up to v uh and he says that there's some very good words in v but then she gets to w and w has the word war and so that kind of kind of crushes her worldview um and she gets in she gets a little depressed um don't we all yeah but they uh they get they get all the stones there and they open them up by putting each element on on each of the stones tense moment with the the last match because they're in the middle of the desert and nobody has any fucking fire uh but corbin has one match and almost goes out but they get it on there um and then he says that he loves her which was the actual fifth element was love it wasn't her duh that's that's, that's the point of the movie guys love is the real fifth element for some reason, that just made me think of Care Bears. Like, yeah, she's just a she's just a Care Bear <laughs> who had gotten the blues. <laughs> but he told her that he still loved her, and that that not still, it's kind of new. Um, he said that he loved her pretty early on. Mm, yeah, yeah, kinda. That's so. It's just weird, like, in movies, how people say that they, like, are in love with somebody, like, right after they meet them for, like, the first time. Yeah. 
It's like um, you don't you don't know them. You don't know if you're actually in love with them. Come on now. There's this uh there's this guy on YouTube and I I forgot his name and I forgot to look it up before we started. Um but he did a uh, he does like video essays uh about movies. And one of them was uh uh a common theme that you see in movies like this where you have a like an extraordinary woman who's like, you know, either either very smart or really strong or magical or something like that or all of those. Mm-hmm. And then she falls in love with um, just an ordinary guy. And Corbin Dallas isn't exactly an ordinary guy. He is like an elite uh, special forces soldier. But he is presented as just an ordinary guy. He's just a cab driver who's, you know, uh, gotten too many almost too many tickets to have a license and stuff. So it's 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 like a it's like a a different form of the manic pixie dream girl where the only reason that she's like falling for him is because she doesn't know about regular life and regular people. So to her he seems amazing because um you know just just from interacting with her as any person would uh it's just it's it's kind of it's kind of like he was he was first so that means he's the best um it's not a great it's not a great thing to have because it kind of it kind of takes a lot of the takes away some of the agency from the from the female character and just makes her another it's a another trophy for him to get you know mm-hmm. but it's also it's also understandable it's understandable because the, the it it takes you know the, the people that are watching these movies are just ordinary people so they would they would they would have the fantasy of um having an incredible woman to fall in love with but it's not it's not very realistic um even though it is, you know, science fiction, it's not. It it should it should have a little bit of realism in it, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you want other examples of that, you go to like Splash and Mannequin. Those are those are good. I think he called the theory "born sexy" yesterday or something like that. Um, that's the movie, and they save the day. Although the last thing uh, is that the the planet stops. Hey, look, the video's back. <laughs> the planet stops 62 miles from the surface, which is really close. It would just fall. It was a big thing. It would just fall onto the Earth, right? She should have, like, pushed it away. I know it looks cooler that it's just kind of hovering there, but what do they do with it after that? So there may be a big giant cut right there because Tatum's computer stopped recording. Uh, but just for the last five minutes, um, <laughs> what let's quick in the last five let's minutes. quick recap. Just do your rating. Okay. And all my all my so stuff. My rating, can stay. my rating was um, 
It's it's mostly popped popcorn. It's it's like three quarters of the way popped. It's pretty. It was yeah. it was good. And I I think that's I think that's very accurate for someone who's not a huge sci-fi nerd like me. Yes. Yeah. Um, I did mine, like, so I don't have to do it. Oh, sorry. My, no, so yeah. Shelby was like, I, I laughed at like one part of the movie, and she was like, oh, like what are you watching? And I was like, oh, the movie that I have to watch for the podcast. And she was like, she was like, I feel left out. And I was like, it's a sci-fi movie, and <laughs> I don't think What's... that it's your type of movie. And she was like, oh, never mind. You can watch that. <laughs> Like, Why is that bad? Sci-fi movies well, are the best movies. Well, I just was movies. saying that I don't think it's her kind of movie. I didn't say that it was a bad thing. They are everybody's movie. It's not true. It is true. They they have everything that you could want, ever. Only sci-fi movies from now on. Oh, it changed. It says Spencer, <laughs> comma. Your dad. dad. <laughs> but it's not like Y-O-U-R. It's Y-E-R. Your yeah. dad. Okay. Thanks. If there was anything else in there, I'll that that Tatum wasn't recording for, I'll try to splice it together and make it sound logical. Um. Anywho. Um. Oh yeah, we're gonna watch War Games next, from nineteen ninety three. Oh, that's right. I think I said that, and it's not even. Oh no, you yeah. said that. I said. <laughs> How would you? Sorry. How would you have known? You don't have the list. Somebody, I need, I need to sleep. No, no I, I told you. I told you it has Matthew Broderick in it, and then you looked confused. But that was because your computer wasn't recording. I was confused. <laughs> Do you know who Matthew Broderick is? No. You've seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. Okay, that's him. I remember. You- Ooh, that was weird. I remember you saying something about Ferris Bueller, and I was like, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Because <laughs> you weren't paying attention. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. There were technical difficulties. Uh, anyway, that is that is it for us. We are we are good to go, I think. Um, so we'll 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 talk at everybody next week. <laughs> Bye. Great. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> You could just write it down. But I, I don't down. see my brain is so powerful that I don't need that. Okay. We'd like to take this time to thank the band Grumpy Plum for letting us use their song Kia Soul from the album Don't Yell at Me. And as always, a very special thanks to Zubahar. Uh, and thank you to all of our listeners, um, wherever you may be. Um, if you haven't already please uh, follow like, share all those things that it says on whatever app you listen to it's probably Spotify, you're probably listening on Spotify aren't you Uh, we are on goodflickcast at gmail.com if you want to send us anything at all and we are on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for as long as TikTok still exists at It's a Good Flick. Um, thank you, everybody. And uh, yeah, that's it. That was that was kind of awkward. Good, good, good ending, Spencer. Nice job. <laughs> <laughs>